voices, different modalities, different ways of speaking and acting. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Masterpods. My name is Rachel, and I am very happy to introduce today's guest, Kate Pepler. Kate and I have a shared history that goes back a few years. In 2017, I volunteered for a grassroots initiative that Kate had started, which was a web-based platform focused on sharing environmental success stories. I had a blast writing articles for the project and eventually ended up on the board of directors with her. Since then, Kate's entrepreneurial spirit has taken her to new levels, and she is now the founder of The Tear Shop, the first package-free store and coffee shop in the city of Halifax in Canada. I'm so looking forward to hearing how this new venture of yours is going, Kate. So how are you? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a beautiful morning in Halifax. I took my dog for a walk and I'm ready to take on the day and I'm so excited to be chatting with you again. Awesome. Yeah. So nice to reconnect. All right. Well, we'll start with some personal questions and then move on to some questions about your work. So to start with, uh, who are you? Great question. My name is Kate Pepler, and I'm the owner and CEO of The Tear Shop. Um, And The Tear Shop is Nova Scotia's first package-free bulk store, coffee shop, and community hub. We opened in 2018, and we've actually just opened our second location in Dartmouth um, in January of 2021. That's awesome. So what do you do exactly? Um. What don't I do is maybe more <laughs> of a question. Um, so as the owner and manager, um, I do all sorts of stuff. Um, so I do customer communication, so emails. I write our newsletters and blogs, uh, social media, pay invoices, send invoices, um, answer emails, um, ordering, finding new products. Um, so it's a really diverse job that I do and I do a lot of different things. Um, but really like what I love to do is to educate and inspire folks. Um, so that's kind of like the motto of the tear shop is to educate and inspire folks to live with less waste in their lives. Awesome. So how did you end up in this position? Yeah, as you mentioned, um, I'd started Our Positive Planet, um, which is no longer in existence. Um, but it was a platform, as you mentioned, to share environmental success stories. Um, I started it after graduating from university in 2016. I went to Dal and I studied environmental sciences, sustainability, and marine biology. Um, and it was an incredible degree and I learned so much, uh, but it was also very overwhelming and very depressing at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so after graduating, I didn't really know what I could do to make a difference. It felt like I didn't really learn many like actionable steps or ways to create change. Um, so I started that website um, as more also more as a way just to inspire myself and help me get out of a slump. And I think that resonated with a lot of folks. Um, so we ended up having like, I think at one point over 60 writers from all over the world, which was really wild. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it just goes to shows like people are sick and tired of hearing the doom and gloom constantly. Obviously we all need to be educated and and know what's happening in the world. Um, but that doom and gloom can be pretty, um, pretty overwhelming and depressing. Um, so through starting our positive planet, um, I started reading more and more about the zero waste movement and these package free stores popping up all over the world. Um, And I started making steps to reduce waste in my life. Um, And it was really hard at the time in Halifax. There was nowhere that made it accessible and easy. So I was running around to lots of different stores every week trying to find certain things without packaging. 
and it was a very hard and time intensive. Um, so that's kind of what sparked the idea for the tear shop. Um, and I spent a year or so thinking about the business plan, putting it down, coming back to it, thinking, who am I to start a business? Um, as I mentioned, I didn't study business in school. And I was like, what am I doing? Who do I think I am? I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to start a business. But it was through talking to other entrepreneurs that I found out that a lot of other entrepreneurs also didn't go to business school. Um, and there's a lot of learning on the job. Um, so I switched the narrative to why not me and announced the business in January of 2018 and opened our first location in October of that year. That is so inspirational. I love that. Like, why not me? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's like a big mental flip and, and hard to get there. Um, but yeah, why not? If I didn't do it, somebody else was going to. Totally. All right. Well, when you were younger, I guess based on the answer of your last question, I think this is probably going to be a, a no. But when you were younger, did you see yourself in the position that you're in today? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I taught sailing um, from like 15 to I think last year was my first. I'm 20. 15 to 26, I taught sailing. Um, so when I was a teenager, I thought I was just going to teach sailing and maybe move down south and teach sailing in the winters and come back here and teach sailing in the summers. Um, yeah, no, I never thought I'd be running my own business and employing nine other people. And yeah, yeah, it's crazy where you end up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what is your, so, you know, you're the owner and founder of this zero waste shop. So what is, or a package free shop. So what is your definition of sustainability? That's a big question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just posted this question on Instagram as well for our followers. Cause we just hit 15,000 followers. So I've oh, congrats. Just asked our customers, this. <laughs> yeah. what is sustainability? I think... This is such a complex issue, but I think it's really important to frame sustainability in like a interdisciplinary, intergenerational mindset. Um, because so often when you're planning or like running a business or developing or whatever you're doing, you're thinking of the in the moment without much thought of the long term effects or who was on the land before you. So I think it's really important um, to frame sustainability in a way that takes into consideration generations past and generations to come. Hmm. So then do you think it's important to incorporate sustainability into your life? Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're only on the planet for a short time, um, individually speaking, but our impact can last much longer um, than our lifetime. So I think it's really important that we are being really mindful of how we act and being really kind to other people, but also to the planet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So do you have any top tips for incorporating sustainability? into your life? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, in terms of like living with less waste, there's like the ones that you always hear, like reusable cups and bags. Um, but, and I think those are all great um, to do, but I think we can go beyond that. Um, I think we're from a young age, at least I was told to like write your local representatives in government um, about issues that you're passionate about or bill proposals, et cetera. But I think another thing we can do is write your favorite businesses or restaurants or organizations um, 
saying that you're passionate about whatever the issue is and ask them what they're doing for the issue. And also like, for example, if it's a restaurant that still uses styrofoam takeout containers, explain why you care that styrofoam is bad um, and maybe ask them to consider a more sustainable option um, when they go to make their next order of containers. So I think, yeah, I think one thing that we can do is write your local businesses. I think, um, Individual action is so important, but will only get us so far. Um, I think it's great that folks are um, supporting my shop by living package-free and supporting other package-free shops throughout the world and country. Um, But until businesses take responsibility and big corporations take responsibility, um, we can only do so much. And unfortunately, they won't change unless their customers demand them or demand that they change. That's very true. That's kind of how the system works right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome though. I'm definitely going to do that. I actually, I don't think I've ever done that, but I should because there's some really good takeout places that I'm thinking of right now that I should just message and say, hey, maybe uh, consider some paper alternatives or... Totally. Absolutely. So do you have a favorite resource that you turn to for informing yourself about sustainability? I think social media has kind of become my go-to, follow a lot of activists on social media, um, and there's always just a ton of information um, being posted on social media. Instagram is definitely like my go-to method. And then, of course, like following that up with some research um, if it's a topic that I'm not too familiar with, just to make sure I'm like getting the proper message, et cetera. Yeah. Do you have any top uh, Instagram accounts that you can suggest? Mm, I really like the account Plastic Free TO, Plastic Free Toronto. Um, Green Girl Leia is also another one I follow. Those are two that just jump to, to my mind. Oh, awesome. Okay. And what do you, okay, here's the, a big loaded question. What do you think needs to be done to solve the climate crisis? Yeah, big loaded question there. I think as citizens or as community members, we need to demand better of our government and our businesses, um, both the small and the and the large businesses that you think it doesn't matter when you reach out to them. It totally does. Um, so yeah, I think there needs to be change on like a systemic level and that's not going to come by just continuing on and carrying on. It's the status quo. Um, yeah, I think we need to demand change and keep fighting and pushing for change and, and social justice. I think sustainability and social justice are so intertwined and they can't be taken apart. And I think at the root of all, a lot of the problems is capitalism and like that's also like rooted in white supremacy. So I think we need to demand better and smash the systems down. (laughs) (laughs) We'll move on to some questions about your work now. Um, So you work for the tear shop and you are the owner and we kind of covered the tasks that you do. So what do you like about your job? I really like the diversity like there's always stuff I could be doing but there's always stuff that pops up on a day-to-day basis that has to be dealt with and so I really like that I'm not just going to an office and punching in and out Um, I'm always doing something different I'm always running around Um, 
going to each of the locations, checking in with suppliers and customers. Um, so I really like that I get to interact with a lot of different parts of the business, um, all of the parts of the business, um, but that it's a very changing job all the time. Mm-hmm. And then on the opposite side, what's the main challenge that you face in your job or as a sustainability professional in general? Hmm. I think a lot of business owners could probably relate that um, staff can be the most challenging. So hiring and training, this is a lot of work. With that said, I love my staff and I love our team here. But maybe the biggest challenge is like a sustainability professional is just always staying on top of the like news and making sure um, that you're being sensitive to all the issues. So if you say everybody needs to be zero waste or like straw free, for example, you're not taking into account um, folks who need to use straws um, because of health issues or um, disability issues. So I think like being just really cognizant um, that you're not insulting folks. And I've definitely made some mistakes. um, And I don't think you should be afraid to speak up, but I think you should be willing to admit where and when you make mistakes and, and learn and grow from there. Yeah, I've heard that argument a lot about businesses switching away from straws and then suddenly people are excluded from soliciting that business. So I can imagine you have to be cognizant of all those different facets of the different types of customers that there are out there because there's so many. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And accessibility is a big part, uh, a big pillar in the decisions we make here at the tear shop. Um, So we're always trying to be really cognizant and aware um, and understand issues from all aspects. Nice. So this is an interesting one that I'm actually really curious about your answer for. So there's growing concern among consumers about greenwashing. Is this a problem that you've encountered in your line of work? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like even just all of those like bioplastics, like in my opinion, that's essentially just a very clever marketing scheme. Um, most municipalities don't have the proper industrial composting facilities to actually compost them. So they end up clogging up our um, composting facilities and contaminating the compost um there's lots of business owners have reached out to me one in particular um and after like digging into their products realized that they weren't like as sustainable as they were claiming to be um so yeah just like being really aware and cautious um and doing your homework um before making decisions um but we are such like impulsive buyers um just as individuals so it can be like an added thing next step yeah but i also remember like going into the local grocery store here um and there were these like bamboo in air quotes um dish scrubbers but the handle was plastic that was like colored to look like bamboo mm-hmm. i was like that's i just know yeah <laughs> that's just no. no yeah i remember i fell victim to something kind of similar i bought this like bamboo like body scrubber Mm-hmm. And the inside was all foam. It was just the outside had like a little oh layer of like God. bamboo based fibers on it. And I was like, this is such. That's ridiculous. Yeah. How can you claim that on your packaging? <laughs> but I can imagine with a package free shop, you have to be extra careful because your customers are relying on you doing your homework. 
Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, which is also an added challenge um, to the business for sure. All right. The next question is, um, is there a particular project that you found most memorable? But I might just adapt it to be, is there a particular milestone um, in this process that was very memorable to you? Hmm. I feel like there's been so many. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of projects, um, pre-COVID, we were doing like events almost once a week. Um, and I think one of my favorite like talks to give is sustainable periods. Um, and I would always, also always talk to like youth groups or schools or classes. And I would still always to make sure to talk about uh, sustainable periods, especially with the kids. And they'd get so weirded out and grossed out and then pretend like they didn't care. And then by the end, everybody yeah. was like asking questions, um, just like creating that safe space, um, whether it was talking about periods or zero waste stuff. Um, I really like creating that safe space where you can ask questions. Um, and yeah, I feel like there's just been so many milestones um, within the business. I think opening up the first store was just like such a wild ride. Um, and then deciding to push forward with the second store, um, even during a pandemic, was crazy. Yeah, good for you guys. <laughs> but good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a great decision, and I'm so glad we, we made that jump. For sure. That's awesome. And do you guys still get a lot of traffic despite the pandemic, or is it mostly online shopping that people are doing? Or Yeah, so we're pretty fortunate in Nova Scotia. Um, cases have been very low since the summer. We've had a couple, like small waves um but it's still been very negligible so we've been able to keep our doors open um and see mostly in store shopping um and some online still yeah yeah so very fortunate to be here where it's been so safe that's perfect yeah that's great so do you have any upcoming projects or milestones that you're excited about um yeah, I was accepted in, I'm a CEO 2021 venture. Wow. Which is really exciting. So I'm really excited for the year of coaching that comes with that. Um, and just really focusing on learning and growing this year. Awesome. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Is that a Canada wide um, award or is it? Um, I'm a Canadian venture, but they also have ventures in the States and Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Cool. So kind of along the same lines then, how do you see your professional self-developing in the future? Yeah, um, as I said at the beginning, I've never done any business courses. Um, So I'm in a couple online courses and I did a financial course last year. Um, And I'm in the CEO coaching and doing a couple other um, self-development stuff. For like growing the business um, and strategic growth. Um, so I'm really excited to continue to like develop and learn more um, because I think it's super important to always be learning and growing. Hmm. Absolutely. So how is your industry or field, you know, like the business industry, I guess, adapting to the trend of sustainability in your eyes? Hmm. I think just the... Package-free shopping is just becoming more mainstream and more and more folks are willing to try it. It can definitely seem very intimidating to to walk into a store like ours uh, for the first time. Um, 
yeah, just as it becomes more mainstream, just making sure that we're continuing to educate folks. Um, That's like a big part of all of our staff's daily job is to make sure everybody who comes in is like greeted and educated on the why, what we're doing. Um, We have lots of people who just like walk in and are like, what are you guys? Like, what do you do here? (laughs) Um, So always like speaking to the why of what we're doing. Um, so I think that even though it is like a growing field, there will always be that educational piece and ensuring that it's becoming more affordable and accessible. I think there's definitely the perception that living sustainably is for the, the affluent, um, but we definitely try to break that down. It can be affordable and accessible to everybody. Um, obviously, like if you go out and replace your entire pantry or buy all new products, that's A, wasteful and B, unnecessary. Um, so we always try to give tips on like the products, but also here's what you can do without going in and buying all new stuff and just using what you have. That's totally fair. It's a big transition. And yeah, it's also expensive to just go out and try and revamp your whole kitchen to only have glass jars and unnecessary yeah use what you have yeah totally and i'm sure your workshops once they come back into uh, effect you'll probably be educating through them as well totally yeah excited for for that that's awesome all right well our last question is do you have any tips for someone who is just starting out a job in sustainability I think just finding something that you are passionate about and always being willing to learn and grow as an individual or organization if you're running one. Well, those are some great words to end on and that wraps up this interview. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so great hearing about your work and hearing where you're at on your sustainability journey. Wishing you all the best with the tear shop and to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in today and we'll talk to you next week. This podcast was produced by Laura Messner, Rachel Gradine, and Olivier Houston. This episode was hosted and edited by Rachel Gradine. A big thanks to today's guest, Kate Pepler, for telling us about her sustainability journey and her business, The Tear Shop. A big final thanks to Jacob Rosane for providing us with the funky music. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at The Masterpods. We post new episodes every Wednesday. We are also recently on Clubhouse, so check us out. If you want to talk about your sustainable profession or know someone who you think should speak to theirs, shoot us an email at info at masterpods.eu. Talk to you next week, everyone.